Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And while you're looking up MidAmerica RV, you might as well look up gunspot.com as well for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. One of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't have to worry about that. And it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you visit their website. Be sure to do so at gunspot.com. And while you're strapped up, saddle up in a new ride from Roper Kia. Check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. And once you have that newer ride, you're probably going to need your oil change and your tire service. Don't worry. we got the spot just for you right here at Downtown Lube in Joplin, Missouri. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website as well at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Not a matter of, matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So, again, get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And welcome in. Now that we are through our wonderful ad sponsors, and we do appreciate those guys, as always. Do check them out. Uh, great people with some great products that you really would enjoy. We had a odd weekend in football. I mean, it was a crazy one. I, I thought like it was going to be a pretty boring weekend, honestly. I even tweeted out Saturday morning that the wait up until the Tennessee-Georgia game was just, like, killing me. But some of those games even turned out to be pretty exciting. The Georgia-Tennessee game, let's start there. I thought Tennessee would be a lot better than they were. I came on Thursday oh. night doing this episode, this last episode, and I said, I'm hammering Tennessee plus eight. There's no way they don't cover that. They didn't. <laughs> I told Tennessee they were welcome for me shitting on them. Uh, I might be back to shitting on you because the moment I tried to join you, uh, it was a disappointment. So I'm sorry. I'm going to take the blame for that as much as I try to take the praise. My bad. They did not look good. I also took Tennessee. I took total points at 14 points under for the first quarter. Hopefully that makes sense. I, like I mentioned last episode, I've been real good at hitting on some bets on just betting on like the team total points throughout the game so you don't have to worry about the spreads or who scores what on the over. It's just one team's going to score more than 28 points. I thought the total point score in the first quarter in that game would be less than 14. Boom, here comes Georgia. And My I bad. thought it would be a high-scoring game. Oh, I, I said smash. I missed on everything. I said smash the over, mm -hmm. and I said that Tennessee would cover. So I stayed Neither away from it because every time I think a game's going to be high scoring, I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And I mean, luckily I just didn't do that at all. I was wrong anywho. But we mention it all the time. I love talking to people, meeting new people, and they'd be like, "What? What do you do? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a podcast to talk about sports." And they expect us to be right every time. Yes, that I mean, could not be further from the truth. And this Saturday slate of games, and even some of the you know NFL games we saw, that proves that betting on sports is ridiculously hard. And I don't care who you are, <laughs> I almost think that you have more of an advantage if you don't know anything. Yes, that's how unpredictable I mean, sports are in general. And that's why we see people join fantasy football leagues that have no idea how it works 
And they pick their or players off who's like the cutest. Look at March Madness every year. Yeah, uh, 100%. You have people that it will go straight off of mascots or team uniforms or whatever. And they do better. And I'm not like a, a diehard college basketball fan. But they do better than the diehard college basketball fans. Like Jay mm-hmm. Billis is not picking the bracket as well as some 65-year-old man who's never watched basketball in his life <laughs> yeah. at your local office or wherever you work. So it's, it's ridiculous. And I, I do think that this weekend kind of helped prove just how unpredictable it was. I, three games that I felt pretty confident in all went wrong. And the first one mm-hmm. was the Tennessee-Georgia game. I did think that that one would be close. I thought it would be high scoring. I wasn't so surprised that Georgia won. I think they're a very good football team and proved it on Saturday. But also the Clemson loss to Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame has not played well. I don't know if we would call that year. a loss. I was a butt kicking. Right. And it, like, I mean, it who? wasn't even close. And then we kind of joked about it. Alabama losing to LSU. I didn't <laughs> think it would actually happen. No, and props to LSU for going forward on two. Brian Kelly. Yep. And I know I almost keep making a joke. I mean, Balls. my family. Shit, we, we're going to go for it, boys. I like it, too. I do, too. Obviously, hindsight now. But to, in your home stadium, you got a little bit of momentum. There. Night game at LSU against yep. Alabama, you have to go for it. Mm-hmm. He's he's won over some fans that maybe have hated him. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, like we started off rough. It's because of Brian oh, Kelly. Da, 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 da. Right now, everyone's on his side. Everyone is loving Brian Kelly at LSU. And if they keep rolling this way, give them another three years, they're probably winning another national title with another coach. You've got to be ecstatic if you're an LSU fan. Mm-hmm. Because I'm obviously not the biggest fan of Coach O, who was there before. What Brian Kelly has been able to do so far in his first year with this program has been exceptional. And I, I mean that, too, because this program was not left in good hands. Most of your good players that Coach O had brought in as recruits have kind of yeah. left or, or have you know left in the draft or the transfer portal. You don't have a lot of top-tier talent there. But right now... The first weekend in November, you have the same record as Alabama. <laughs> yeah. You've got to feel pretty damn good uh, about that one right now. Boner alert for every <laughs> LSU fan. That's like, we got the same record as Alabama with the new coach and a quarterback that came from the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Like Again, LSU, love to see it. But at the same time, I want to give Alabama just a smidge of credit. He lost in overtime on a two-point conversion. Yes, loss sucks, but everyone's like, oh, Alabama's done. This is the end of the dynasty. I don't think that you lost to a powerhouse in Tennessee this year, except for this weekend, what we saw against Georgia. And then like LSU, LSU's finally figuring out. I don't think Alabama's done. This is just not their year. And the last time we saw Alabama have not their year, they came back the next year and won the national title. Or it's, it's crazy right now. November, we really start to get serious. We have like a month left. Alabama could still find their way into the playoffs. And I think the SEC, I don't remember if it was you that I was talking about or maybe it was somebody else, but I do wonder if the SEC is going to turn into the Pac-12 this year because there's so many good teams in just the sense of they just kind of self-cannibalize themselves. You know what I mean? Everybody beats everyone in a way, and then you reach this point, it's like we all have two losses. And it might be everyone but Georgia, but that's usually how it's been with everybody but Alabama. I think that with Alabama, they could still find a way to get into – the SEC championship. They're going to need a lot of help from some of the teams that are in front of them. LSU only has one conference loss. Mm-hmm. So they could still do it, though. I did see, I saw a lot of TikToks and Twitter uh, accounts that were talking about, oh, the season's over. I don't think that it is. Is it going to be hard to get in? 
yes, but you are also still Alabama. And if there are a bunch of teams sitting there with two losses, Alabama's getting in. Like the, if Tennessee has two losses and mm-hmm. it comes down to Tennessee and Alabama, I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama gets in over Tennessee. Right, even despite yeah. Tennessee beating them. Or even looking at some of these other teams that are up there, um, Clemson, who mm-hmm. lost this weekend. If they happen to lose again, or let's say both teams went out, I think a two-loss Alabama might get in over a one-loss Clemson. Like <laughs> Alabama fans, like pump the brakes. I know you're not used to this. You'll be okay. Yeah, hey, Nick Saban's still your head coach. Live through your emo phase for these next couple <laughs> weeks or two, and then wake up and realize – Pretty damn good at football. Have your seasonal depression now. Wake up in the Christmas spirit, and you're fine. Yes. So I, I do think Alabama's going to be fine. I, I wanted Tennessee. I didn't realize how much I wanted Tennessee to win that game until Saturday. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also happy for Georgia. I, I still like that program and, and what they do. But I, I did expect more out of Tennessee. I expected more, honestly, out of Hendon Hooker uh, and that offensive line. It felt like he was holding on to the ball. For forever. Oh, my gosh. I mean, between that and the fact that the offensive line, one, couldn't protect, and, you know, that also goes to Hinton Hooker for hanging on to the ball for so long. But it was also just the amount of false starts that took place. So as much as we're going to sit here and say yes. uh, that, ooh, Georgia beat Tennessee, Tennessee had a pretty good hand at beating themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they just could not stop shooting themselves in the foot. It was and I don't just understand insane. either because it wasn't like they were doing anything different. They were, you know, they were running a lot of hurry-up stuff. But they've done that all year. And then, like, the linemen weren't getting set on a couple of the plays. Yep. Um, and it led to false starts or, or holding penalties. And it was just it was weird to watch Tennessee get handled like that. But I think it also goes to show Georgia is still, pun intended, the top dog <laughs> in this. <laughs> and uh, they definitely proved it. Um, again, some of these other games, Notre Dame did not expect them to come out and kick the shit out of Clemson the way they did, but I was happy to see it. Yeah, and I'm sure Notre Dame fans are maybe relieved because early in the year, Marcus Freeman's got to be. It did not look good. Right now, though, the last couple weeks, Notre Dame's been playing pretty good. Yeah, they they desperately needed a big win like that, too, over a top-ranked team. And Tuesday night, we'll get our, our next look at the college football playoff, I believe. And the AP poll came out today, and I believe the college football playoff will go the same and that was Georgia at one, almost unanimously. Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, and those damn TCU Horn Frogs that I've been doubting and questioning all year. They come in at four in the AP poll. I think they're going to come in at four. They're the only, uh, they're the last remaining undefeated uh-huh. team. Hard to not put them in there. Um, and they also take on our Texas Longhorns on Saturday. College game day is going to be there for it. Upset alert. It's in tech. It's in, uh, it's in Austin. <laughs> Bet with your brain, not your heart. But I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. We saw Texas. They beat Kansas State. The Big Twelve is so weird this year, and we knew it was going to be with Oklahoma being down and Texas bringing in Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson being the running back. But it was also because everything else just felt so wide open. But now we got this weird little triangle going on where Kansas starts off hot. I should say triangle. It's almost a freaking square here of just uncertainness. Because Kansas starts off hot, and then we get to a point where they lose to TCU. Then they kind of crumble. They pick up a big one this weekend. But Texas lose to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State goes and gets routed by Kansas State. And then here comes Texas and Kansas State this weekend. Texas beats them. Almost chokes the game away. Still come out with the W. We'll take it as fans. Absolutely love to see it. But now you head into this weekend playing TCU. 
The, here's the thing about Texas. They play up or down to whoever they're playing. And you're playing the number four team in the nation. Yeah, you're going to be playing with a chip on your shoulder. You're going to be playing at a higher level. That's what I'm excited to see because if Texas is playing their best football, which is what we thought we got a glimpse of against Alabama earlier in the year before Quinn Ewers goes down, <laughs> look out. He, and he has not been very impressive. Uh, he missed a lot Probably. of deep shots this weekend. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. But then he's like, he would make a throw to the outside that we I talked about. I jumped on the bandwagon pretty quick after the <laughs> Alabama half. Yeah. I am creeping off of it, though. What if he – I've got a foot What if he would have got to the second half and he had like three interceptions and Texas gets righted by Alabama and yeah. we're like, ooh, first half was close. Yep, damn, that, <laughs> that first half. He showed his potential. Um, also in the Big 12, uh, Kansas going bowling this year. The turnaround that Kansas has had has been amazing. Yes. Enjoy having Leopold as your coach. Somebody is going to throw the bag at that man. Do you think so? Even with a couple losses? Yeah, they have six wins at Kansas. They're used to getting two of those a year. <laughs> he quadrupled their winning <laughs> percentage. I think, like, there are so many schools, too, with an opening. Wisconsin, Nebraska, there's going to be some money spent this year in the Midwest. And he's proven that he can get it done. I mean, hell, they're winning games with their backup quarterback. Do you think Oklahoma would make a run at him? No, uh, they'll stick with Venables. what's his nuts for a while. Yeah. Spread Venables, right? Yeah. Maybe after he takes over Nebraska and leads them to a couple good seasons, then Oklahoma <laughs> will make a run at yeah. him. <laughs> but I, I don't think Oklahoma will Here's be my, any changes. My next question, in regards to Kansas, Jason Bean, starting quarterback, has not played bad ever since he came in for Daniels. Mm-hmm. Now my question is, if Leopold leaves, I'm assuming Daniels might leave as well, hit the transfer portal. Does Jason Bean stay or go? Or let's say Leopold stays, and so does Daniels. Does Jason Bean hit the transfer portal? And if so, what's a good landing spot for him? Uh, Should yeah, I throw I mean, out an Oklahoma again? A Notre Dame? I don't I mean, know if he's, he's ready playing, for that. He's been playing good. He's been making plays with his legs. He makes mm-hmm. those throws down the field. I think that he would probably go like a parallel move or maybe a, a little bit up from Kansas. I, I, don't, I don't think he would get any looks from a big program yet. He has been playing really well. And he, he doesn't look like a backup. He's, he's played significantly there. He is a senior as well, but COVID is so weird that oh, I he's listed he as a senior, senior but I don't know how, many, how much eligibility he actually has left. <laughs> this could be his last senior year. And with him being you know, a backup for the most part, he has technically played five college football seasons. But I think one of those – it, one of those is 2020. Uh-huh. That year doesn't count. And I also believe 2018 was a redshirt year. So he could have one more year yeah. or two left. Who knows how know. that goes. I guess I didn't realize he was a senior, so that is. Yep. He was there for a little, uh, starting or playing pretty significantly, and then kind of got replaced um, by, uh, what's his name, Jalen Daniels. Yeah. At KU. Um, another absolute just wild game. Uh, I didn't watch, I don't think you did either, is the Houston versus SMU game. Yeah. And I hope that this is getting its rounds and attention that it deserves because what a shootout. SMU wins this game 77-63 to in regulation. This is not like one of those crazy overtime games. Obviously, the score a little bit lopsided for that. But the numbers that are here are straight-up video game numbers for real. You've got guys just throwing the ball all over the place. Tanner Mordecai for SMU, 
threw for nine touchdowns and ran in one more. Ten touchdowns in one single game. And this is crazy. Clayton Toon on the other side of the ball throws for seven touchdowns <laughs> and runs in one more. He had eight touchdowns, and nobody's going to talk about him because what happened on the other side of the ball? I hope he talks about himself for the rest of his life. You had eight touchdowns in a game. You scored 63 points. If someone ever asked, oh, did you win or lose? Be like, hey, shut your mouth. I still threw it. You know what I mean? I still had eight total touchdowns. But then yeah. also, if you're Tanner Mordecai, it's like, oh, bitch, I had double digits uh-huh. in one game, no overtime. He's going to be able to talk about that for the rest of his life. Oh, I, as they should. I mean, I know I would. <coughs> I, don't think I didn't even do that in an intramural game. I got right. close at six. But yeah, you, you're probably putting that on your coaching resume. For these guys. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. Mastermind. Hey, you know, I, I did have 10 touchdowns in a game. You call before, me BT, so. big touchdown. <laughs> is that it? That's what they do? <laughs> the sad thing for Clayton Toon is that he is going to go on, and he's going to be able to talk about this game as well. He's also going to have to mention the fact that he had three interceptions. Yeah. Oh, maybe if you don't throw those, it's like. I would just, if I were him, I would just be like, what do you expect? I threw the ball 53 times. Here's the other stat that's kind of blowing my mind. Clayton Toon, the quarterback for Houston, had the seven touchdowns and three interceptions like we talked about, also threw the ball 53 times. Tanner Mordecai, who had nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, threw the ball 37. How do you 37 of those pass attempts, nine of them were touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I mean, even. Nine of the 37 attempts. 28 completions. Yeah. Nine for touchdowns. Wow, that's a pretty good rate. That's a th- that's almost just a little over a third. Uh huh. That's pretty good. Huh. I don't know a lot about numbers. That's pretty good though. I I would like to go back and rewatch that game because I didn't watch it last night. Texas was playing K State. We're yep. Texas fans. Alabama, LSU, Notre Dame, Clemson. Like there were a lot of really good games on. So no, I did not watch that game as I don't I don't think. If you're watching that game, you've got to be a Houston or SMU fan. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're not anywhere else but Texas watching that game. Mm-hmm. And then some wild NFL games that we had happen on Sunday as well. The, the crazy one to me is that today, the, on Sunday, the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills. And I, the last play, Sauce Gardner probably should have been called for pass interference. I love him. I've been super high on him since his early days at Cincinnati. I I thought he was the best corner in the draft. I think he's probably going to win Rookie of the Year. Still, that's pass interference. So I actually watched the play, and I'm glad that the ref didn't throw the flag because Sauce Gardner, like Gabriel's pushing him away and is like create like forcing the initiating the contact is the words I'm trying to say here. But, like, Sauce Gardner didn't come in over the top. Like, he didn't overreact, you know what I mean? He didn't try to get there too soon. At least it didn't feel like when I initially watched it. He just kind of kept his distance but then kept the same pace. And then when the ball got there, then he reached in and helped break it up. And I was like, if that could just be consistently done, I feel like he also made an effort to look back, which probably helps his case a little bit. I was like, why can every corner just not do that? Yeah. And I know that is so much easier, you know, asked than oh, yeah. done. Oh, yeah, trying to keep – track of where your guy is, and then also track the ball. Uh, that's why few corners can do it. That's what makes them so special. Uh, to me, I saw it. I thought it was pass interference. It's also tough, though, because you don't want the end of the game to, like, you don't want to blow the whistle yep. at the end of the game. Yep. So I get it. I'm Obviously, I'm not a Jets fan or a Bills fan, so I'm not, like, super frustrated either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love Josh 
Allen's comments after the game. It's hard <laughs> to win uh, football games in the NFL when your quarterback plays like shit. And to me, I just like it when people take responsibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if it's not really his fault. I like it when, especially a quarterback. Like I, To me, that's what a leader does. Mm-hmm. When you have a bad game like that on offense, I think you could come out and you could point to different things. And not to just keep crapping on this guy, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is going up there very many times and be like, oh, quarterback played like shit, that's on me. Yeah. Yeah, he's not saying that about himself after throwing three interceptions a day against the worst defense no. in the NFL. And the other thing about this, you know, play against Sauce Garner here, that ball hit uh, Daniel, or excuse me, not Daniels, gave it right in the hand, like right in the chest. Yeah, like he had an opportunity yeah. for it. But I, if I were a Bills fan looking at like silver lining here, I think maybe he almost needed a reset. Some of these losses in the middle of the season like this, I think they're good for your team. Oh, yeah. I mean, it gives you it gives you adversity. You know what I mean? It gives you a negative and a mistake, and mm-hmm. that's where a lot – I keep saying Gabriel. Excuse me, I meant Gabe Davis. That's the receiver I'm talking about. I feel like I kept saying Gabriel, and I don't know why. But Gabe Davis was the receiver I was talking about. Hit him in the chest. Made, didn't make the play, of course. But like you said with the with – the, oh, my God, why am I messing up my teams? With the Bills here, I'm running between the Packers and the Lions and now this game here. The Bills taking a loss here, back to my point. It's good because you have a mistake, you have a loss, and it's like, how do we bounce back from this? Like you said, the reset. Every team goes through it. Now you lose your cockiness. Like, if we can lose to the Jets, we could lose to anybody. But at the same time, you turn around and look at it, it's like, man, we beat the Chiefs. Yep. I feel bad for who the Bills play next week. <laughs> I don't know who it is. I didn't look it up to see. But, ooh, the Vikings. That's a, that's a damn good game. That is going to be a fun game. I feel bad for the Vikings, though. Shoot, you almost lost to the Commanders today. Yeah. Um, let's stick with the NFC North, though. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Whew. Tough, tough time to be a Packers fan. Uh, the Lions beat the Packers today, and that should never happen. Did you hear what uh, Little Wayne said? You know what? So he is, a, he is a Packers fan, and he tweeted, we should have gotten rid of 12 when we had the chance. So I, I didn't see that. Man, I wish I would have tweeted this. I wonder if there are any fans. This I was going to tweet something along the lines of, I wonder if there are any fans that are like kind of rooting for Jordan Love to come in. Uh-huh. Apparently, there's at least one. <laughs> he's a big and, one, Lil Wayne. Yeah, and Lil, well, he's a little His one. His name's not big, but... <laughs> he's also little. He's a tiny little guy. Yeah. It's, hence the Lil. <laughs> but I do wonder how many other fans are like, maybe we should give Jordan Love a shot. Because today, Aaron Rodgers is great. Back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. First ballot Hall of Famer. He played terrible today. And this this was a situation like Josh Allen where he probably should come out and say, it's hard to win when your quarterback plays like shit. All of them do it. It happens to the best of them. Josh yeah. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. They've all had bad games. And I felt like today Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst games. Just all the interceptions were really, really bad. And they, off the top of my head, they were all his fault. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Joes versus pros all the time. Aaron Rodgers still 291 yards, but played like a Joe today. He just didn't look good. Jared Goff also played like a Joe. Luckily, he is a Joe. <laughs> I mean, one of call him Joe Goff. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> it's just, it's not like Jared Goff made any any difference today for the Lions to get this win. It's just that's how bad Aaron Rodgers played. So we, I don't even know if we should say the Packers lost today. Aaron Rodgers lost today. Yeah, just couldn't make throws, and then you hate to absolutely see that two of your three receivers that you have go down with an injury. 
And um, one issue after Aaron the Jones other. as well. Mm-hmm. Went down with, a, I think, a foot or an ankle injury, too. And for me, like with Aaron Rodgers, too, the body language, you can be frustrated with the young receivers, but you almost have to wear it. If yeah. they're bad and you're going to be critical of them, then when you're bad, you've got to wear it. You can't be throwing your hands up. Then That's another thing. Like This isn't just an Aaron Rodgers thing. You know this about me. When Tyron Matthew was doing it for the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs, you cannot be a leader of a football team and have that body language. Kyler Murray is another one. Yep. I'm just now realizing this about myself. I'm a big body language guy. <laughs> Your leader cannot have shitty body language and you be successful. Yep. That, that kills the whole mentality of the team, and then it starts affecting the locker room. I'm not saying you got to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Somebody needs to have a talk with him. Oh, I don't, and I don't know if anybody can. I was going to say, who is? Like, who's the person that goes up to Aaron Rodgers? I'll tell you, it's not his parents. doesn't talk to him. <laughs> it's not his brother. <laughs> it's not going to be Devontae Adams. He's not there. It's not Danica Patrick. Or what's his, what's his current girlfriend's oh, name? What's her name? Blue Steel. I don't know. No, that's not it. Blue what? Steel. <laughs> You're lying to me. No, it's something weird. I thought he was dating that actress. No, they broke up. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, they broke up as, after their engagement, but I thought they got back together. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know he moved on. I thought he moved on like super quickly. Her name, Aaron Rodgers' new girlfriend, this was as of two days ago, is Blue of Earth. What? How do you not know this? They've been dating for a while. Ah. She's the one that got him into like the crystals and stuff. Like, he, he was dating the Fault in Our Stars girl. I uh-huh. can't think of her name. Shailene Woodley. Yes. So she kind of took him down a weird path. Blue of Earth took him down a weirder path. You know, I people, thought this girl people was People sometimes dating. say, like, don't date the same girl twice. So, like, after you end one relationship, <laughs> maybe Boy, he's taking that look to the for extreme. something. <laughs> he took it and he was like, oh, I'm not going to date the same girl. I'm going to go find the extreme of this type. So yeah, the more you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, to best of my knowledge, is still dating this girl whose name is Blue of Earth. I thought he was – is this the girl – really what I'm trying to say is I thought they were friends. I thought this girl was dating somebody else unless this is a different girl that I, also was into the crystals and who knew we were going to go with down the this earth. rabbit hole. And that I feel like I'm kind of knowledgeable on it. Yeah, I believe they were acquaintances before. They they had kind of known each other, Blue of Earth and Aaron Rodgers. And then after the Shailene Woodley thing ended, they got together. Blue of Earth. I'm trying to look her up on Instagram right now. She's... Oh, it's BLU. Oh, she's... (laughs) Oh, she's different. (laughs) She's not as attractive as Shailene Woodley. And that's opinion-based. Hey, she might be a little freakier, though, you know what I mean? But you know what? While we're on the topic, a lot of people don't think Shailene Woodley is attractive. Whoa, what? I know some people. I know people that don't think Shailene Woodley is attractive. I'm not listening to those people talk about other people being attractive, then, if you don't think Shailene Woodley is attractive. It's too bad the Chiefs game is on, or I might have to watch Fault in Our Stars tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Did you cry when you watched that movie? Uh, No. Oh, man, I was so worried that I was going to. Uh, but I was really proud because I went. I went on a date to watch it. I think it was. In, I was like in, the in high school when it came out in theaters. Yeah, took a girl on a date, um, 
And I was real worried. I was like, man, if I cry during this fucking movie in front of this girl, I'm going to be so embarrassed. So as the movie was on, I watched it, and I put myself in a position to be in awe on how good the actors and actresses were that were so emotional in those scenes that I was just like, okay, that's really good acting instead of letting the emotions <laughs> get to me and crying. It's like my trick. Scary movies. Yeah. Look at the top right of the screen. You'll never get scared again. I can't, I can't wait to go watch another scary movie. Not going to happen. But <laughs> if that when and if it happens, that's where I'm going to be looking. I don't know if I've ever cried in a theater. Uh, there was, I, 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 have either. I can think of one. It was a long time ago where I did tear up. And it was The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Yeah. Where he's the like father that's just trying to make it all work. I definitely, I know I teared up on that one because after we'd left the theater uh somebody asked me like hey did you cry i was like no i didn't cry and then she was like i did i was like yeah me too actually (laughs) (laughs) if we're being bold and we're being honest yeah like i i also did tear up on that one but i now i'm not trying to be a tough guy i cry yeah oh i I just don't think i've ever done it in a in a movie theater (laughs) i've caught myself watching rom-com crying at home alone man (laughs) i've been there it happens to the best of us (laughs) What? <laughs> you just, you, sometimes you just put on a sad movie and just a sad you know, rom com. You, you, just, you didn't know you didn't know it was going to get you. I think it was the <laughs> what movie was it? I'm a sucker for a good rom com. I told you uh, last. I night. don't even think it was a rom com. I think I went in thinking that it was. I watched um, Crazy Stupid Love on Friday night. I absolutely love that movie. It was the movie. P.S. I love you. Well, I, I thought it was a rom com. It was not. That was a super sad That's, fucking yeah, movie. He, Spoilers, he dies. No, yeah, yeah, I know that, but <laughs> like it's like the letters and everything. And I was just like, fucking A. Which movie came out first, P.S. I Love You or The Notebook? What's up with these people writing letters? Uh, so P.S. I Love You came out in 2007. Uh, the Notebook was before that. The Notebook was 2004. Yeah. I wrote you every day for a year. I love that. Yeah, line. it was good. It was a good one. That's one of those lines that lives right through my head because it's like, man, I don't think I've ever loved anybody and I have to write them a letter every day. <laughs> Tell the truth Sunday. <laughs> I dated a girl uh, uh-huh. one time, and then she joined the military. Mm. This was She couldn't have a, a cell phone. So this was like Dear John before Dear John. <laughs> sure. And she wrote me a couple letters. Uh-huh. I wrote her one. It was a Dear John letter. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> word for word? No, it's just Okay. I, I told her, like, hey, when you come back, things are going to be a little different. (laughs) (laughs) No. You dog. You dog. We had had, it was not a good relationship (laughs) anyway. And we were just kind of You broke up with her over a letter? No, we had, had, it sounds worse than it was. We had, like, broken up before. And then she left. And she was like, when I get back, can we see, like, where this goes? And I was Uh. like. We'll see what happens. Like, when you get back, check in. We'll yeah. see. Then she starts writing me from wherever she was in the army. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not really into it. And when she got back, we never, never got back together. Mm. I'm an asshole. Let's just get it I don't out think there. that, no, like, you... I don't know that there's, sometimes I like to make excuses to make me not sound like I'm a prick. That was a bad move on my part. I was young and dumb. But you did it in a letter. Yeah. But here's the thing. You're honest. You didn't <laughs> yeah. lie. You didn't be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll be ready. I'll be uh-huh. waiting for you when you get back. And she gets back and you're dating somebody else. You were honest. Yeah. 
Honesty is the best policy. That's what I tell myself every day. <laughs> I don't know how we got to that. Uh, so I'm gonna, so Freaking Aaron Rodgers and then Aaron, yes. into this. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, thank you for getting us back there. There's an article here listed that came out on June. Aaron Rodgers' rumored girlfriend, Blue, denies witch claims. Uh, is this a Tom Brady-Giselle thing? There you go. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the moment look like they might lose. Yep. I, I'm it, telling you, if they if the Bucks lose, I love if they continue our, to lose. Like our Saturday night conversations that bleed over into our Sunday conversations. Because uh-huh. last night we talked about, like, there's got to be something going on with Rodgers. And I joked that, like, maybe Giselle is just after all, you know, the old <laughs> yeah. quarterback 12s. And mm-hmm. maybe they just both have a witch on their hands. It used to work for you. Right. It worked long enough to get or you it could just be Tom Brady, old. <laughs> an extra couple Super Bowls, and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVPs, but that's it. Yeah, And maybe that's because Aaron Rodgers is selfish and doesn't care about team wins. He only cares about himself, and that's why the witch gave him the two MVPs. Tom Brady loves the team. <laughs> Giselle gave him the Super Bowl. Somebody needs to turn this into a child story. Like, it's, uh, like Cinderella almost, not Cinderella. Yeah, I think it's like Snow Princess White? and the Frog. <laughs> Snow White's a good one. Snow White's the... Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Uh-huh. That's the one. Yep. Look at me, F- uh, father of two girls. <laughs> I know my fairy tales very, very well. Let me just name every single one of them before I land on Sleeping Beauty, which is like the original princess. Rapunzel? Yeah. They should, though. It Also, it kind of came out, I think it was today, that Jay Glazer was reporting it. The Packers... Offered up a first-round pick for DJ Moore. What? And the Panthers turned it down. Why? I have no idea. And after the loss today, the Green Bay Packers are currently picking in the top 10. A top 10 pick for DJ Moore? What are you doing, Carolina? Fucking it up, man. Messing it up. Excuse me. Your guy, Brian Burns, allegedly the Rams offered two first-round picks and maybe even a second. For Brian Burns. How do they have that? I don't know. I didn't know they had any more first round picks. I'm sure it was like a, you know, a 2024, 2025 Four years or something. From now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, like, yeah, you're right. When do they have first round picks? But the Panthers, this trade deadline, could have walked away with three first round picks. Three additional first round picks for two players that you might not have in a couple of years anyway. Yeah. As the kids would say, they fumbled the bag. Because Carolina's, I mean, you're set to pick at two right now. So you could have had pick two and pick eight and then whatever the Rams give you for future. Because the Rams' Rams first round roster's not, or record is not good either. No, because their pick right for this year goes to the Lions, which is currently pick 15. So the Lions are sitting there at pick five and pick 15. You're loving that. And even if it would have been, you know, uh, next, next year, so be it. Look at like what the Eagles are doing. They're mm-hmm. loaded up on first round picks, and then they're like, "Yeah, let's spread these out just a little bit." Yep. I don't. I really don't. I like Brian Burns a lot. I think he's a very good player. Two first round picks, and then maybe even a second round pick to go with it. Yeah. Sorry about you. <laughs> I'm trading that. Wow. And even, I mean, even been... though it's the Rams, I'm still trading it. I mean, I would too. The thing is, though, with Brian Burns and DJ Moore's, where do you go after Carolina? I mean, the answer can be anywhere, but and it's way too soon to talk about possible landing spots. But it is going to be interesting to see what the future of those two are in Carolina moving forward, especially after hearing that. Like, you're telling me DJ Moore sitting there looking at the 
the Carolina front office now going, I could have gone and played with Aaron Rodgers, and you said no, so I can play with freaking P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield? You're kidding me. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield, who came in today, didn't look too bad. Well, of course Walker not. He just, if Baker Mayfield could just stick to the mindset of, like, I just got to come in and do my job and not make mistakes, I think you would be fine. But he comes in and he has to create this scenario why he's got to play pissed off or why he's the underdog, and then he sucks. Just come in with zero expectations and just be Baker Mayfield. I think that's why I've never liked Baker Mayfield is because he's always tried to be the person that other people like in, instead of just being him. Does that make sense? He cares an awful lot about what people like. He just He's always wanting to be or do the right thing because of what he thinks other people or how other people should view him. Does that again? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say here with him, because I feel like I've always had an issue with Baker Mayfield, but I haven't been able to put my thumbprint on it. I think that's it. Baker Mayfield doesn't get to be Baker. In mine, body language. Mm, there it is again. Yep. Baker Mayfield. Now, body language also could be a positive for me because when he grabbed his crotch at Kansas after they didn't shake his hand, I actually liked that. You liked but, it. You liked you liked it when another man grabbed his crotch. I'm not afraid to go there. You can't play. I do that to you. You can't do it to me. It doesn't. I know. Matter. I did, and I was like, "This is so uncomfortable." I've no, never. Don't care. I've because never been in this position. <laughs> after, oh, you've definitely been in that position. You got like me. It when a man comes <laughs> yeah, man. I can't. Uh, I just that. <laughs> but in the like locker room, the the team rallied around that. Like, oh, you disrespected our quarterback. Now you can see his body language that he's like in it. You mm-hmm. read it. Everybody replies to it. Everybody responds to it. Uh, we've seen, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, we're Chiefs fans. Yep. His body language sometimes when he feels slighted or when he starts counting touchdowns, people respond <laughs> to him. Or counting where he was picked. Yep. Yelling, you can't hit me and things like that. Are you you got to hit me. Oh, yep. man, just thinking of that moment gives me chills again. Yeah. Are you, you, you got to hit me. Makes and you want to Baker Mayfield it? It does. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get up in there. Yeah. Uh, another quarterback. <laughs> uh, let's stick with this one. Justin Fields played very, very well today, and he was a guy that I was questioning and thought that maybe we weren't going to see anything good out of him this year. Then he comes out today, and over the last couple weeks, he's looked much better. That Dolphins-Bears game today, Dolphins win 35-32. And I want to give respect to the Dolphins. You won the game. But Justin Fields did throw for three touchdowns and rushed for 178 <laughs> yards and one touchdown. So four total touchdowns. And I'd like to see this out of him. I, I think that it's almost something that he's avoided since his Georgia days uh-huh. because he kind of got just used as the, oh, I'm just a running quarterback. Yep. And I don't know if he felt like he had something to prove or if he didn't want to, but I've never felt like he's used his athletic ability like he could. He is an exceptional athlete. I mean, and he we never really saw it out of him. Didn't we hear the rumor that he was expected to run a 4-3 at the combine? He ends up running a 4-4 something. Yeah, something fast. But, like, he thought he might have hit the 4-3. It's like, he, it was an expectation for himself. I bet he did today. Great. He had one of those long touchdowns, oh like a 60-yarder. Yep, took off. And the thing is, is, like, I like that Justin Fields has gotten better throughout this season. It mm-hmm. does seem like he's a little bit more comfortable playing in the NFL and whatever's going on. He's making the right decisions, which is great, too, with the three touchdowns. Now that you have Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, maybe you have have some reliable options there. Chase Claypool, 
Big time. Big, big, big time. Chase Claypool had six targets today. He only comes down with two receptions for 13 yards. But, like, that's what you want to see is the fact that he's spreading the ball around. Cole Komet also had six targets. Darnell Mooney had eight, seven receptions. Spreading and the ball around and giving those guys don't abilities about to Nikhil make plays. Harry. And then it's just like, oh, boom, <laughs> Nikhil Harry, okay. <laughs> and then it's like, now watch me take off with the ball. That's going to put defenses in a really tough spot, and that allows Justin Fields to continue to get better and become more of a threat. And if the Bears can get offensive line help moving forward, uh, this might be a team where you have to say, look out. Now, not next year, but maybe the year after that. Right. Because well, the, yeah. a, or the, NFC, the NFC North seems like it's about to be wide open. It does. And the Vikings, are they're good. Like you said earlier, they beat the Commanders today barely, but they did win. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they really, like, they're taking over. Yeah, North. I'm not threatened it feels by like them. It is open. Yeah. And we'll see what happens with the Packers the rest of the year. I, I could see it falling apart and going very badly. Very or quickly. I could see us looking back at this and laughing and being like, oh, remember week nine when we thought they were dead in the water? But mm-hmm. now they're right here in the NFC Championship game where they lose again probably to the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely am not writing off the Packers either. It was great to see Justin Fields today kind of living up to some of his hype. I, I love watching quarterbacks that can run, and he proved it today. But on the other side of the ball, the team that did win the game was the Miami Dolphins. Tua looks very good. I, I saw some people on the line shitting on him because he doesn't have arm strength. Like, get over it. Like, yeah, we all know Some quarterbacks this. just don't. Like, go back and watch some of these other guys. Drew Brees, Steve Young. Hell, Tom Brady doesn't have I, the strongest thank arm. Thank you. I was gonna Peyton say Manning that. didn't have the strongest arm. So I, I think we're maybe looking at some of the guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. And we're saying that's what you have to have be to be a good quarterback, but it's just not true. And so Tua is throwing the ball very, very well. Throws for over 300 yards and three touchdowns today. And another thing that I did want to point out, as I did earlier on Twitter, Tyreek Hill is still wonderful football. Good God. He is so good. Didn't take a step back like at all, like I thought. He is almost taking a step forward. Yes, and again, it wasn't that I thought – that it was going to be because he was switching quarterbacks. I just thought he might honestly get kind of lazy. He's like, I got my money. I'm in Florida. Mm-hmm. I get to do what I want. I've reached the pinnacle of my career. Uh, shit, he's still going. Yeah. That, again, just goes to show and how hats good off to the Dolphins too. Tyreek Hill is. Yes, I mean, the Dolphins did what they had to do to get him. But even with Tyreek, like, I hope this adds to his legacy as a player. With all the off-field issues that he had to go through while being mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and you know, people being like, oh, you wouldn't be this good if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, you know, throwing the ball so far down the field. He's going to Tua Tungabailoa, who everyone claims is not a strong-arm quarterback, and you're still putting up 143 receiving yards on seven receptions. Uh, yeah, pretty freaking good, dude. Yep. And obviously the Chiefs offense is still playing very well. Mm-hmm. I, it's a weird situation where it's, it's kind of a win-win. I, I think yeah. the Chiefs are probably benefiting from not having to target just two guys, but I think Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins are benefiting because they do have that one guy that they can definitely – target yeah and you two probably needed that patrick mahomes probably needed the opposite but it's it's going very smoothly uh for both the dolphins and i think the kansas city chiefs too uh if i had it to do over again would i like to have tyreek yes uh 100 i don't know about paying him that much money but that's again <laughs> yeah. why it's it's kind of a a win-win for what they're able to do and I, so far on the season he has he has over a thousand yards receiving now already and, yep Oh, and shit. we're only through, you know, what is this, week nine? Halfway so, through the season. Wow. Yep, and he's already at 1,000. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he, he has he a chance to be a 2,000 yard receiver. breaks the receiving record in a season, <laughs> we will never, ever hear the end of it. And the crazy thing is, so looking at the second half of the season, he's re- it feels like he's really catching on and starting to get in his groove here. Uh-huh. He did have a game in week three in which he caught two passes. If he can continue to catch seven, eight, 12 passes a game <laughs> yeah. in the second half of the season, he's got a good chance. He might go for 2,000 yards receiving. And I would be then concerned with the Dolphins because that means two is more comfortable. And the fact that they went and added a pass rusher at the trade deadline and Bradley Chubb, this Dolphins team looks like they're ready for a run. And granted, you know, the win today is against the Chicago Bears. They still put up 32 points. We already gave yeah. brace to Justin Fields. But the Dolphins already beat the Bills, and the Jets beat the Bills today as well. That means the AFC East is open. If the Bills get swept by the Dolphins and the Dolphins win that division, I don't. maybe there's a possibility the Dolphins are sitting there with the one seed. Maybe. Heading or the even in the AFC. Yeah, just getting into the playoffs and making some noise there. It's going to be super hard to guard those receivers that they have. The AFC East. Don't forget about Mike Gusecki. Shit, he's still there. Yeah, AFC East, low-key, good. They don't have a single team with a losing record. The Patriots are maybe the worst team in the division. Like statistically, by their standings, they are the worst team in the division at five and four. And they are also starting to kind of quietly figure things Mm -hmm. out as well. So I mean, even looking at the AFC North this week. uh, I don't remember. The AFC North, though, the like the Browns are are bad right now. The Steelers Mm -hmm. are bad right now. The entire AFC South is terrible. Here's the thing with the Browns. We, we have not talked about this in a while. We're inching closer to Sean Watson coming back. Two more weeks. And that, I mean, you're the Browns. You're sitting there at three. Let's say you head in five and five with Sean Watson coming back. You're happy about that. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're even going into this point now to Sean Watson's here. And then you still feel like the AFC North is open. Well, I'll tell you what they're not going to do, and that's be five and five with Deshaun Watson. Because their next two games are the Dolphins and the Bills. So they're going to be three and seven, (laughs) (laughs) and not feeling as great. They're going to be three three and seven. I betting is really hard. Sports is difficult. I would bet a lot of money (laughs) that they're going to be three and seven. Do it. Put your money where your mouth is. Take me to Kansas. I'll do it. (laughs) And then he's his first game back. Play Houston. His okay. His first game eligible to come back would be. The Buccaneers, though, correct? No, uh, I don't think so. I think it's the Texans. Yeah. So he, they've got Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. Tough three games. Four and seven. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably going to beat the Texans, which is. Oh, I think they're going to beat the Bucks. Tom Brady's cursed. They, they might. I'm still yeah. riding high with that. I'm sorry. They might. Um, Just an interception. But it, it will be. Uh, you know, a lot of attention on what happens when he comes back and how fans. Respond to it. He's a guy that we haven't talked about in like 10 weeks, it feels like. But the Browns did come out not long ago and say he is going to be the starting quarterback when eligible. And I believe he's eligible now to make uh, to to start practicing. So he's doing that. We'll, we'll see what happens. He's eligible to practice before he's? I think so. Or like be in the building maybe? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought this is. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to I guess to you'd almost have today. to have that happen. But I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to try to act like I do. Yeah, so uh, a wild NFL season. Also, last night we saw the World Series come to an end, and the Astros won, which is not good. 
Yeah, I just almost. I honestly, I kind of respect it. Everyone yeah. hates you. Everyone shitted on you. You this took would be the like brunt of the Bonds cheating. Came back. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, I'm not on steroids anymore. Test me every single day. I'm not on steroids." And he still crushed like 50 home runs. Yes. Like, and, oh, yep. He was really good this whole time. That's the thing with Houston is you come in and then your MVP is a freaking rookie. Like, <laughs> you let just... Carlos Correa walk. You bring in a rookie mm-hmm. and he wins the World Series. That's what I do on the show. But I play right field so I don't have to worry about airs in the infield. <laughs> and this kid comes in and takes care of business. And I just – I, I again, I respect it for Houston. You, all the odds are stacked against you. Everybody hates you for a year. You come in, best record or one of the best records in baseball. You come into the playoffs, completely stacked. Your pitching's playing phenomenal. Justin Verlander and his God. super hot wife. Okay, up to flipping off Philly fans. Didn't know she could get much hotter. She is. She hasn't lost a step at all. A couple kiddos doesn't even matter. Milf. There's something about a girl in baseball. There just, is I if I ever make gets the blood Kate, going. Oh, I can't even talk right now. I'm so the thought of this being the reality. <laughs> I would fangirl over Kate Upton if I met her or saw her. Yeah, like oh my god, that's Kate Upton. <laughs> like it might be one of those. <laughs> it it kind of it takes a lot to get me to fangirl. So I don't know. I don't know how I would react to seeing somebody like. I don't Kate want Upton. this to come off the wrong way. I don't think I've ever met a famous woman. Maybe it's so, just our, our line of yeah, work. Kind of the, That's a lie. That is such a horseshit lie, and I am so sorry. I've met Jane Slater. Have you? I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where did you meet Jane Slater? And where She's about the hell five feet away. I? We made eye contact and held it for a little bit. Oh, I was there. I was I there. thought. I thought for a hot hey, second. Hey, you want to name like, drop here for a second? For like a hot second, I thought. Her? For a hot second, I thought. She's into me. So we, it was because we were talking to Mike McDaniel. How about that for a name drop? Yeah. Yeah? If other people can said, do it, we can do it. And then he said, yeah, and then his exact words were, unless you boys want a golden shower, I need to go because I really got to pee. And I was like, see you, coach. Who is, who, is that the prettiest girl you've ever seen? Who? In person? Jane, Jane Slater? Slater? Um, who's the other act, Who's the actress? Excuse me. Who's the other reporter that was with her? Works for ESPN. Diana. Rossini? Yeah. She's pretty. Yeah. That was another. I mean, now that we're on this roll, I don't know. I've seen some pretty girls in my day. Yeah, same, same, yeah. same. Um, but she's up there. But and if Kate there Upton. ever was that split second of like she's into me, uh, I'm moving. Dallas, <laughs> how we doing? Big country right? in the big. Well, yeah. how would you feel about being the second fastest person in a relationship? Always have been. Because <laughs> I take my time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most ridiculous and smoothest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> you think I'm not? Well, you think well I'm going to miss out on an opportunity sir. to watch that ass run away from me? Well played. When I was in high school, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. I ran track, but I didn't take it serious. I was only there to like work out and be social. Uh-huh. We went to a tiny high school, and. I was on the four by 800 team. I absolutely hated it, but I was like a freshman or a sophomore and nobody else would do it. So I, I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Our school district was so small that at our conference track meet running the four by eight, the boys and the girls ran at the same time, exact same time. We were not good. And the girls track team for this opposing school 
was good. Like they went <laughs> on to like win state. Yeah, was cool. Lockwood, Missouri. Believe it. Very fast. Like I, I think they got second in state that year. They were, they were Lockwood fast. was solid when you were in school. So we ran a race for conference, or maybe districts. That probably conference. I think conference is smaller. Conference. Yep. We finished third in that race, but we placed second in conference because <laughs> those girls whipped our asses. It, but the whole time is like, I'm running behind this girl, and I may be losing this race, but I'm winning in life. <laughs> oh, 100%. And, man, that's exactly where I was. Like, they'd be like, every time a girlfriend's like, you want to race? I'm like, sure. You got to really try. It's like, all right, I'll try. I tried, one, I tried the first time, and she tripped and fell, and I felt really bad. <laughs> every time after that, it, prior to, it was just like, I'll let you win. Because, I'm like, again, I may be losing this race, but I'm winning life, honey. <laughs> Because I know you're going to be in a good mood all night, and guess what? I don't have to hear, oh, I have a headache. I'm tired. Mm -mm. You're going to let me know you won. And I'll be like, yes, you did. And again, the ADD flaring up here. Congratulations to the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't eat. We got to Kate Upton. Kate Upton did it to me. She got me again. Just getting off to just bonk <laughs> whole episode. Get, get back to what you're supposed to do here, fellas. Oh, God damn it, Kate sports. Upton. Uh, I, it is weird. I didn't want the Astros to win, but at the same time, it was kind of annoying. A lot of people saying that like they only won because they cheated. That was a very good roster when they won the world series before it's still a good one now. Mm -hmm. So it does. It reminds me a lot of Barry Bonds. I loved watching him hit all those home runs. I think we all knew he was on steroids. We also all knew that he was great before that. Yeah. So he should be in the hall of fame and the Astros, even without the cheating, they probably still would have won the World Series. Yeah, I mean, they reloaded. Like, that's the thing, too. And, like, congrats to Dusty Baker on winning as a manager. And then to come in and be like, well, what are you going to do now? And he's like, party. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Did he announce, like, is he retiring? Is he coming back? I have no idea. I would assume he is. I mean, I would just be done. I don't know why people just, or why professional athletes just can't be like, yeah, I'm going to finish out on top. Right. Like, no, nah, it's like, I'm going to do it again. And then yeah. I'm going to have a shitty year and then be like, ah. I guess I did lose it. I better retire. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you feel like you've got a lot of those guys coming back for the Astros, so maybe you can do it again. I, the offseason is going to be an exciting one because there are a lot of huge names and huge mm -hmm. players that are free agents. The biggest, physically, is going to be Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. He is a free agent still. Uh, he kind of balked at some of the offers that the Yankees gave him, rightfully so, bet on himself in a contract year, and then comes out and hits more home runs than any player ever has without the aid of steroids, he's going to get paid. Now, do they go into these contract negotiations going, okay, we think you did it and motivated because you're going to do a contract here. You're going to do that again once we give you all this money? Because he is over 30, right? Right. I, like, I, just, I feel like that would be my hesitancy to give him yep. the if amount the of Yankees, money that he's going to ask. If I'm the Yankees, it would almost be like the um, Albert Pujols situation to me. Like, man, you were really, really good for us. But what are you, like, projecting to be? Yeah. Because we're not going to pay you for what you were. We're going to pay you for what you're going to be. And back in the day with the Cardinals and Pujols, they made the right decision. They did. To not pay him. And the, I think the Yankees are going to face a very hard decision as well. As <laughs> and it's going to suck for Aaron Judge if he goes to a team and the Yankees come and win a World Series the next year. I mean, it's like fucking Bryce Harper with the Nationals. It's like, hey, we got rid of you. Now we win. Uh -huh. And Bryce Harper's like, I'm going to do it the Phillies. Close. <laughs> yeah, it almost happened. Yeah. It almost happened for you gotta him. got to be quicker than that. 
So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they will do. I I assume, and again, I am a betting man, so if I had to bet on this, I would say that he re-signs with the Yankees. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a long, drawn-out, messy offseason for them, mm-hmm. but I do think Aaron Judge will, prob- will stay a Yankee. If not a Yankee, I, like the Giants are going to throw a bunch of money at him. I think the which, Mets? I don't know how much money they have left. Jacob deGrom is a free agent this yeah. year. That's a really interesting one because when he is healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. That's the thing, though. When he's healthy. When, like, mm-hmm. oh. But the Mets seem to have deep pockets now mm-hmm. uh, as well. Clayton Kershaw, a free agent. I would assume that's another one. He goes back to the Dodgers. And that's a, I'm hoping he does. Yeah, he's he has one of those a, guys that I just – I feel like I look at the Dodgers. My immediate player that I think of is Clayton Kershaw. He's got the chance to be one of those guys that finishes his career with one team. Yep, and I, I and would I really like that, actually. actively rooting for that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him go anywhere else. I didn't like it when Freddie Freeman left last year from the, um, the Braves. Yep. So I do hope that Clayton Kershaw stays around there. The Dodgers also can have Trey Turner, their star shortstop. He's a free agent. I would throw a lot of money at Trey Turner. I I like him mm-hmm. a lot. I, I think that he does a lot of things that don't get a lot of credit. He, he's good with the glove, and he's one of the best uh, base stealers in all of baseball. And I, I think that he's great at the top of their lineup. They have endless amounts of money, it feels like, so I, I would throw a lot of money at Trey Turner. They have a lot. And like I said earlier, Carlos Correa, another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're kind of a Cardinals guy. I've seen a lot of Cardinals fans and accounts already thinking maybe he goes – there, they've got a little bit of a hole at, at shortstop. But do they want to bring in a bat? Yeah, because who do they have now? Paul DeYoung, is that who it is at short? Probably. I, can't remember. I feel like I always get their shortstop mixed up with a former player that used to be there. But, like, if Carlos Correa ends up in St. Louis with I will Nolan say Arenado this. and Paul Goldschmidt and uh, Nolan, is it Nolan Gorman, their second mm-hmm. baseman, what the hell are you going to do with your freaking minor league players that you have that – you were yeah. so ecstatic to get that you didn't go trade Juan Soto for because that was the reason why you didn't go get him and trade those players away is because you want to bring them up. Yep. Tommy Edmond, another guy that they have that plays a little bit of shortstop. Maybe that's the guy I was thinking of, excuse me. Tommy Edmond and Paul DeJong. Uh, I don't know that the Cardinals are going to be spending a lot of money. That's just not really what they do. Yeah, but, man, but, sometimes so like I was going to say this. Paul Goldschmidt, one of my favorite hitters, Became available, and the Cardinals got him. Mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado is my favorite player that is not a Royal. The Cardinals went and got him. I think Carlos Correa is one of the best shortstops in baseball. He's not necessarily one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But this feels like the third act of the Cardinals getting a really, really good infielder. And what is that minor league player that's like 6-7 on place? Walker. Local? Is it Pete? It's not Pete. That's the quarterback for the Panthers. But, yes, it is Walker. Mm-hmm. I just started following think, him on Instagram. I think like, he's going to have to move to the outfield. Though and they played so him in the big. outfield in the minors. I think they put him well, in right six, field. Five. It's like, how are you going to play third and be that tall? <laughs> it's just tough. Oh, and then Hunter obviously, Dozier, we've seen it not work with him. <laughs> yes. And, and then you have Nolan Arenado, who, by the way, just won his 10th straight gold glove. Is that a record? I don't think it is. Since Good he has God. been in the majors, though, no one has won a gold glove at third except for him. The that man is, is ridiculous. Insane. And, and the, uh, by the way, he's also going to crush like 30 home runs in a year. With ease. And just make incredible plays all year long. Hinted mm-hmm. why he gets the gold glove. Uh, Jordan Walker is a player that we're thinking Jordan of the Walker, Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, third base and outfield. Again, they did have him play a lot of outfield in the minors this year just so he could get used to playing it. But I do think he's the next player to come up and be a star in this league. 
I mean, my buddies that are Cardinals fans just absolutely rave about the kid. Yep. Yeah. It, but the thing with the Cardinals, too, not to make it all about them, but yeah. what are they going to do with starting pitching? Too? That's what I mean. That's their biggest need. So as much that's as we're what talking about want. Carlos Correa, Man, you go I still get can't they didn't get Juan Soto. <laughs> if they would have gotten Juan Soto, I would have had to reevaluate how I feel about the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not a hater. They might have become my NL team. Well, they're already mine. So <laughs> come on down, bub. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the offseason. I do love this little part. There's going to be a small little break from baseball. Mm-hmm. And then back in December, it's going to ramp right back up, and you're going to see a lot of contract talks. Hell, the Mets already signed their closer to an extension. Yeah, Edwin Diaz. Today. Play the trumpets, baby. Yeah, And that's where I was going down this list of uh, available free agents, and there are some pitchers that are available that I think the Cardinals could pursue. Granted, it's just, again, are you going to go spend the money to do it? And if I am the Cardinals and I do have these prospects and you think you can live with the whole shortstop that you have for a little bit, but you bring up a Jordan Walker or some of these other prospects again and make it happen and you go spend money on pitching, you are going to be a team to fear next year. Because you don't oh, have definitely. to worry about sliding in a Yadi Emerlin or Albert Pujols well, to let them go chase records and stuff. And this is a move that I, I talked to some Cardinals fans about too, is bringing in maybe a Wilson Contreras, a catcher. Ooh, you do have to replace Yachty. Too, so. I think that would be a phenomenal fit. He's such a good catcher. He's good with the bat. And I don't think you're going to have to break the bank to bring him in. Or another name, Christian Vaz- uh, Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Xander Bogarts year, so. is another guy that's a free agent. This mm-hmm. is like last year's free agency class, not great. This year, pretty damn good uh, for baseball. And I do love the baseball offseason. Feels like it's just everything happens so quickly. It does, and, and, and then it, it drags out quickly. It does feel like it takes forever, and you're like, I forgot. Everybody this player will was sign. Even a free agency. Yep, everybody will sign in December, and then there will be one guy who's a Scott Boris guy that will sign in February. <laughs> that, hey, uh, pitchers and catchers it. have reported. Why the hell have you not? Yeah, signed where's it? Aaron Judge going to sign? <laughs> exactly. That's the way it's going to happen. That seems to be the way it always does. Uh, since we are so random today, let's get to some uh, random questions. That we've had. Mm-hmm. This one is a, a very topical one. How do you feel about people putting up Christmas decorations already? Uh, so we are we're post Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're pre Thanksgiving. Do it. Yeah. This used to be something that actually drove me nuts. I'm trying to not be a thief of joy. You putting up your Christmas tree November sixth does not affect me, nor does it bother me anymore. Yeah. You want to put the tree up? Put the tree up. You want to have it for Thanksgiving when the family's over? Put the damn thing up. Put a turkey ornament on it for all I care. Yep. Go for it. Let people be happy. And that's my thing, man. It's like no matter what it is in life, go be happy. If you want to go do drugs and put a needle in your arm and shoot up every day, go ruin your own life. doesn't bother me at all. Just go be happy. If you want to put up Christmas lights in a Christmas tree, fucking go for it. I don't care at all. Just do your thing. Just be happy. That's my new life motto. Be happy. You almost drowned me. (laughs) I mean, I went from putting up Christmas trees in November, and you're like, you want to do black tar heroin? (laughs) Do it. Just just do your thing, man. Move to Oregon. Do all the heroin you want. Drugs are legal. Do you want to try one of the worst habits in all of the world? So be it. That's your life, not mine. If you can come back in six months, be like, man, I've never been happier. That's cool. Please don't bring it around me. I don't want it. But back to the point here of Christmas decorations and Christmas trees. 
I absolutely love it because I love driving by a house and being like, oh, my God, they put their Christmas lights on or Christmas lights up. And then realizing I'm smiling at this. I am smiling at lights on a house at night. It brings me joy. It's a freaking Christmas spirit. (laughs) Yeah. I, and I did. I used to be uh, pretty firm on the, like, don't celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving. I think we all need to be honest with ourselves. Thanksgiving is the preseason for Christmas. Can I also be honest about something? Maybe this is the other answer to my unpopular opinion from last episode with our uh, opening, what was it, best pickup lines or best first date questions. Yeah. My first one is old, there should be an age restriction on old people. Like, once oh, you yeah. reach like 75 or 80, you're done. You're just live like, your life. Almost forced retirement. Like politics, you're done. You know what I mean? For like if sure. I can't be president until I'm 35, you can't be in Congress when you're 75. I can be president. You can. Congratulations. I should have ran. <laughs> I really hope you do. I'm I'll write your name the best on the ballot. option. <laughs> <laughs> like low key. Uh, but like yes, back to your. So that and the fact that like, does Thanksgiving kind of suck? Ooh, bad take. <laughs> like bad take. And maybe it's just me. It's like, and I, I love my family. I love the food, but I feel like I'm always just let down on how good the food's gonna be. See, this is something that we've talked about. You don't have the person cooking for you that I do. My mom, this is her Super Bowl. I just feel like it gets she, hot. And she is the Tom Brady of Turkey. <laughs> it's like it's so great being around my family and hanging out. But then it's like after four hours. You're starting to get hot in the room. You're full. You want to nap. You kind of got to poop. You don't want to poop there. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like your grandparents are complaining. Everybody's upset and mad. And it's just like, where's the Christmas spirit, folks? You I know? know? And again, it's Thanksgiving. But yep. it's like, I want to just sit here and watch the game. I don't get to watch the game because you don't want to watch football. And so now, again, I got to sit here and be called a Thai pot eating motherfucker and just not enjoy Thanksgiving. This might be my family in specific that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said it to you before. I think you just need to come to my family's for Thanksgiving. I don't want to, like, put you in a weird spot and alienate your side. <laughs> and, again, I love my family. Does it sound like it? No, and I'm sorry. And I'm going to send them a personal message after this and apologize <laughs> just in case they listen. If you are, I love you more than the other ones in the family. And that's one. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. And I, I told this to um, – I was getting my hair cut Thursday, and I told her – uh, that I really look forward to Thanksgiving because to me, you get all the like, you almost get the Christmas spirit on Thanksgiving of like people just being happy to be around each other. Mm-hmm. But it's not all the stress of, oh, we have like three Christmases to go to. Yeah. We have to bring all the gifts. We have to take all the gifts and all this stuff. That's It's the preseason for Christmas. So if you want to put the tree up, put the tree up. I've, had, I've sat down for a Thanksgiving meal before with Christmas music playing. I also used to be anti-Christmas music. Not anymore. You were anti-Christmas music? Yep. Oh, man. Not man. long ago. Man, you my opinion, on Mariah Carey. My opinion I mean, on Christmas over the last three to four years has drastically changed. Um, that's when I heavily became more involved in your life, so I just want to go ahead and say <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. I used to be a little bit of a Scrooge. <laughs> I feel like I've been a real Scrooge towards Thanksgiving. I'm I mean, kind of starting to feel bad. You can remember a couple of years ago when you guys were like, yeah, you want to do like any kind of gift exchange? I was like, absolutely not. I, don't, I want no part of a gift exchange. Yeah. Don't do it. Now, I'm not saying I want to do a gift exchange, <laughs> but Christmas music, play it. You want to put your tree up? You want to put the lights up? Do it. Don't even have to wait till Thanksgiving. Doesn't matter to me. Um, next question slash kind of comment. 
and this is a very topical one. Is there anything worse than time change for a parent asking for a tired parent that doesn't benefit from the extra hour of sleep? So as, again, father of two, I can remember the days where this, like, it didn't matter because your kids still wake up at the same time. They don't know anything about the clock, (laughs) so you don't get to benefit at all from the extra hour of sleep. And, like, honestly, if you're not, like, waking up for church on Sunday morning, are are you really benefiting, or you're just you're kind of just getting the regular amount of sleep that you need? Well, I'm getting kind of screwed because like, who has uh, like stuff to do on a Sunday morning to really like, whoo, thank God I got to wake well, up. Well, I kind of forgot the time change was last yeah, night. Kind I know of, we talked about before. You asked the show. me today at like <laughs> five o'clock if today was the day, and you I have made been, it the whole day. <laughs> I kind of forgot about it, but I did. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was just like, man, it's really early. I woke like, up at six thirty. Yeah, and thought, wait, like, hey, let's you know, calm down here. You get an extra hour, big guy. Take advantage. But so I, that, was, I, I really was wish I would realize that because I, I woke up at six thirty and I was just like, what the heck? And then I woke up at seven thirty and I finally got out of bed at eight thirty. I was like, man, I guess my mental clock has just completely changed. Like, I'm just, I'm stuck here now. This is what time I wake up now. Hopefully, it benefits me tomorrow when I got to get up and go to work. Yeah. but so for me, like usually this time of year. That's when it really hits me. Like everybody gets excited for that extra hour on Sunday. If you're a parent, you just know that it's it's going to be nothing for you. This is just another day. But on Monday, I feel like, you know, tonight we're all going to get tired a little bit earlier and we're all going to be okay waking up a little bit earlier tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I will probably wake up without my alarm tomorrow. Yeah. Just because I'm I'll be used to it now. So that you, I feel like that's when you benefit. Is don't you Monday. hate it when you wake up or maybe you don't do this? Do you hate it when you wake up and it's two minutes before your alarm's supposed to go off so you try to fall back to sleep so you can get that extra two minutes of sleep? Here's where I'm weird. Um, if I wake up like an hour <clears throat> before my alarm goes off, I kind of like that. Oh. Because I'm a – I would love to like that. I just – there's it's parts like of me – two minutes? Like I have the mental battle of like do I get up and do anything this morning? I don't. I will just Or do there. I just go back and get this extra hour of sleep because I know I want it? Do you remember last week I told you I woke up at 4.30 and mm-hmm. just laid there for an hour and a half? I didn't like that. But if it's like an hour, 45 minutes to where I can lay there and kind of peacefully wake up, I'm good with that. But like oh. the 15 minutes before the alarm goes off, it's like why? Now I can't do anything. I'm not peacefully waking up. I'm just laying here debating. Should I get up? Yeah. Should I hit snooze? So I don't like that. So when you wake up, you just kind of get up then. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I, need I to used to be better. much better about it. So now, so you now saying, I snooze a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I hate snoozing because, like I said last episode, it's 20 minutes now instead of five. My life right. is two days. And it's so work. pointless, really. Like, if you know you're going to hit snooze every day, just set your alarm to where you're going to wake up at that time. Well, that's where I'm almost too smart for my own good because it's like I know I gave myself some extra time this yeah. morning. That means uh-huh. I get a couple extra snoozes. Right. Like my alarm goes off at 6 every weekday. But I usually I don't get up because I hit that one snooze, and it's nine minutes for me. Why don't I just wake up at 6.09 every day yeah. instead of snoozing? So, again. Um, and how about this one? You and I went to a baby shower today. Mm-hmm. I have a tip for the people. Your best man should be in charge of planning your baby shower. I think that's a good idea. I saw you put it on the rundown. I was like, oh. Uh, for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Made of honor. Made of honor. 
she should be in charge of it. Stop making your parents do it. Stop Unless making your, parents your grandma do it. Absolutely. Or that lady that's at church, like that's wonderful. It's so nice of her. And if you want to do that and you want to have that, like your elder aunts and stuff, do that. But I do think that we're, we're having, we're seeing more of a trend where it's like, hey, the fellows are involved too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my thing. Is best uh, man, it's time to step up to the baby shower. Man, I'd I'd want that to be a party. Like mm-hmm. the only person that can't drink is the pregnant wife and uh, or significant other. I should say maybe it's not your wife. I'm sorry, but you're carrying a wonderful life, and we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate how good of a job mm-hmm. you're doing, and we're going to accept all these gifts while the rest of us are hammered and you're completely stone cold sober. I've been a best man a few times. Yeah, man, that's a lot of baby showers for you. I don't know that they. Or maybe we should designate like second in command does the baby shower and stuff. If it feels like a, that's a that's a really good title for not a lot of responsibility. <laughs> baby Se- shower second in command should probably take the well, like being a best man. You're like, oh, I'm the best man. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you really don't do anything. You have to plan the bachelor party, don't you? Yeah, that's it though. Yeah, unless it's a co-ed bachelor party, then you kind of just show up and get hammered drunk. Yeah. That's, That's probably it. a good idea. So second command plans baby shower. Uh-huh. I think so. Okay. Keep that in mind. So what do you what is the second command? So you got your best man and then you got Vice President? Vice yeah. President Best Man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> VP man. The VP of <laughs> Groomsman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh last one was another DM. Uh are we gonna get your thoughts on Midnight's or no, the Taylor Swift album? Mm. Um, I've not listened to all of it. I'll be completely honest. Drake also came out with a new album. Uh, another Drake did? Another miss. Him and 21 Savage came out with an album. I saw a album. lot of people making fun of I didn't know he had a new album. I didn't either. I do I, not listen to his stuff anymore. I'm just, I'm out I on Also, him. I'm getting sick and tired of the cover arts for some of these albums. Like that one. Just, I don't want to look at that cover album. I'll be honest, it kind of creeps me out a little bit. Maybe it has some tie to the album or something that I don't know, and maybe I'm coming off rude and also don't know. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize. But I just kept seeing this image being posted, and I completely overlooked the fact that, like, this is Drake's album. I was just like, I'm tired of seeing this freaking picture everywhere. And the last one was so bad. I tried oh, listening to it. I'm not awful. even going to try to listen to this one. No, unless, like, it, it becomes a top hit. You know what I mean? That's it's whatever. But with Taylor Swift, I feel like all of her songs are good. That I don't know. I don't know which ones to rate because again, I've listened to a couple of them, but I haven't Did listened you see, deeply I, enough to listen to the words and have them like impact me as much as her last. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about it, and I put it on. I think it was my Instagram story the other day. She occupied the top ten spots in the Billboard Top 100. What by herself? I thought that was a lie. So did I. And then I looked. I like I saw the oh. post and I put it on my Instagram story. Even with the caption of like, is this real or is this just like a Photoshop thing? Yeah. It is real. It was true. You can think whatever you want about her. I know that there are people like, oh, she can't even sing. She only writes about breakups. So be it. (laughs) She's killing it. I've never – I don't think it's ever happened before. Somebody to drop an album and then occupy all top ten spots in the Billboard Top 100. Jesus. To me, that's like, running the Illuminati or something. Yeah, like How that's more you? unreal than Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Because like, we crossed like, the line for how good you are. I saw it. I'm a Swifty. I'm a fan. Have been for a minute. Even I saw that and thought that's not real. But it was. <laughs> and I do. I like this album quite a bit. 
Honestly, maybe even a little bit more than some of her her past. Which ones, albums. like Evermore, Folklore? I didn't Folklore, really, really. I really like that album. See, I didn't love either of those. I thought Do you like this Folklore Midnight's album? Was okay, but the Midnight's album, pretty damn good. The song, uh, the one on folk on the Folklore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That <laughs> came at a right time of yeah. life for me. I remember. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Especially when the song bitch sent me a message. It was like, oh, did you listen to the album? I was like, fuck yes, I did. And it was like, oh, this song really spoke to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, this was your doing. <laughs> ah. Yeah. It's, it's a really I good I need album. an album to come out like called Toxic Season. But Like Toxic Era. Bring that out, Taylor. Let's hear how toxic you are. I feel like a lot of like Taylor Swift stuff, and I've said it before, it's, just, it's so relatable. I always feel like she's singing to me. <laughs> Or about me. It's like when I watch Crazy Stupid Love, and I'm like, hey, it's pretty yeah. accurate details here, guys. <laughs> like, if they were going to make a movie based off my life, it would be Crazy Stupid Love. Because it's so accurate to what I went through, but like some of the details are a little bit off. Yeah. Like, oh, he didn't have two kids. Or sorry, he didn't have three kids. He had two kids. Uh-huh. He didn't have a, an adult kid. But like, it matches up. Were you at the bar screaming, the, crying the name? Probably not not crying for sure. I definitely handled it better than Steve Carell did in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But like if I was it were say, man, I'm about to learn dramatized something. for a movie, mm-hmm. that's the way that it would be dramatized. What movie was it that uh hit you perfectly with the cereal box or eating cereal? Uh forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's right. Sorry to call that out if you haven't before. No, it was I was sitting there watching <laughs> that one. I was wearing a Snuggie and eating a bowl of cereal while watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Saw him in the movie and thought, oh, no, <laughs> that is me. I am him. <laughs> I am him. <laughs> I feel like I handled my breakup very well, though. Almost too well. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not bragging. It sucked. It was oh, tough. <laughs> I, I hope I never go through that. T's and P's. Damn, dog. <laughs> Appreciate <say>. the support. <laughs> Hey man, I want to be a one and done. You know what I mean. I want to. I just want to go to Duke, win a national championship, and just live out the rest of my days in happiness. Yeah. And winning that ring at Duke is my marriage. You know, I just, I want that to be it, man. One marriage. I want to be a happy marriage. You know what I mean? Not just a that, marriage. That's ring. ideal, I think. Yeah, I think that's what everyone hopes for. You I know, like that's something we can all agree on is that we want to be happily married. It's hard to tell though. I bet there are a couple people in this world that are like. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, we'll be together for a while. Probably <laughs> saw, not forever. I saw a TikTok the other day where uh, the girl, it was a, like a stitch, but the, the opening video was, if you're not going to therapy, you're not going to be my friend. And the guy hops on and he's like, can we go ahead and just like let it be known that there are some of us out here in life that don't have mental issues? And like, <laughs> we are happy and okay. Right. It's like, I'm sure there's a lot of people like that with marriage. She was like, hey, we are happily married. Don't worry about us. We're we're good. We we have reached our goals. We we pick. I'm pro right. therapy. I don't think that I need to. I'm, I'm yeah. doing pretty well for myself. Was there moments where I did? Yeah, I got through. Yeah, even when I was going through my doors, I, I feel like I handled it. And that's not me like talking down on it. I think there are a lot of people that need to go to therapy. It should. Mm-hmm. Then I, there are definitely people out there that don't. They don't. They don't need mm-hmm. it. Good for them. Other people should. Well, that's there's why it's there. There's negative stigma yeah. about it. Yeah. Anyway, so this was maybe one of the most random episodes we've had in, in a long time. 
Really long time. Yeah. Did we talk about sports? I don't remember. Well, we talked about Kate Upton. Did I talk about everything that I put in the <laughs> title? Who knows? Sometimes it don't. Yeah, speaking of titles, if you've not paid attention to the titles of our recent episodes, just go back and take a gander at them. Because having to send those in a professional email to ask about some audio yeah. hey issues. Hey, guys, uh, notice uh, some audio issues. Oh, really? Which episodes? Um, Hooker for Heisman. Uh, that, that one needed. The Big D in Dallas or whatnot. Going through the Big D. Yes, that's what it was. Oh, man. I just As I was writing them, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. These are all such a good play on words that I've completely overlooked them. That's why I make you send the emails, not me. <laughs> yeah. Today is more like Tennessee Blues, MRI. Pretty good. I can't stop singing that Megan Maroney song, Tennessee Orange. Yeah. And I've been singing it and thinking about it for two days now. Because she's a Georgia fan. You've mm-hmm. heard the song, correct? She went to Georgia, too. Went to Georgia. She was on college game day. Yep. Those of you that maybe discovered her this weekend. But she has a hit song called Tennessee Orange about meeting a guy who's a Tennessee fan. And then they played this weekend. And props to her. She's still like, no, I'm repping Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> and that also was hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed I was trying to hold in that cough, and you made me laugh. I couldn't hold it in. I'm sorry. Yep. It happened But I... I Follow her on Instagram. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And on Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. I went through and liked uh, probably like five or six of her songs. Really? Yeah, she's, she's good. She's very talented, as are we, but that is it for us. Today, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, putting up with our nonsense. We hope you did enjoy it and keep sending those uh, DMs, responding, interacting with the show. We love it when you guys do that, and we appreciate everybody. Joining us in the call-in app, getting involved with the chat still. Uh, That's it, though. We will talk to you guys again on Thursday.